Well, today, thankfully, I've got a topic that does link to some of the words that have been said this morning, so that is very helpful for me. Um, If I was to sum up this talk in one phrase, it'd be persistent prayer, a way of life. That's how I'd sum up the entirety of my talk, is that on the top, we've had amazing preachers so far on prayer, but my one would be persistent prayer, a way of life. Okay. Now, I was talking to Lay before, and I was like, how dare they put me after Adrian and Brian on prayer? How dare they? Their preachers have been so good. I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my days. Adrian's amazing. Brian works for a prayer charity. And then there's me. There's me. What am I going to bring? And thankfully, what God said to me, as we've already heard already, it's not down to me. It's down to him. He can speak through any one of us, and I want to encourage you in that today as well, that God will speak to you as well, just as much as he can speak to me or Adrian or Brian, God will speak to you as well. So, yeah, persistent prayer, a way of life. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear the word persistent or persevere or any of like kind of form of that word, it doesn't fill me with excitement. I don't know, does anyone else have that feeling? Persistent. It feels like it's going to be hard work. It feels like it's going to be a challenge. When I look at the things in my life and I think, oh, I've got to be persistent on that, it's usually things I don't enjoy. It's usually things that I go, oh, you know what? I've got to be persistent in the cleaning of the bathroom. I've got to keep going on cleaning the bathroom. I've got to be, I'm dyslexic. I've got to persevere in reading books because every time I read a paragraph, if Lay's to talk to me or anyone else talks to me halfway through a paragraph, I've got to go right back to the beginning of that paragraph, maybe sometimes the page, because my brain doesn't, control, doesn't hold it anymore. I have to persevere. I have to keep going. I don't know about you, but I find the word persevere or persistent a bit of a chore. It just gets me down. But I want to tell you today, that's not what the Bible means by persevere. It does mean there's going to be times when it's hard that we have to keep going. I'm not saying that. But also, it's saying, it's, as I said, it's a way of life. It's something we do every single day, every, ideally every moment of the day. Now, perseverance is a really biblical term, I find. When we look through the, the word, it's a real theme of our Christian walks. We have it in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. In fact, I've got a verse down here. In Lamentations 3, 22 to 24, it's describing God's pers- like persistence in his love for us. So even God is persistent. He pursues us. He's, his love never ceases. There is a persistence in God's love for you. So even in God, we see the character trait of persistence. He doesn't stop. It says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. It never comes to an end. He, his mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. He is persistent after you. He says he leaves the 99 to go and get the one. He's persistent. He wants you. He loves you and he wants you. So he himself demonstrates the characteristic of persistence and perseverance. And he says it for us as well. We see it in our everyday life as a Christian. Hebrews 12 verse 1. Run with perseverance for the race set before us. So perseverance is a term, I think, to sum up a way of life for us in general as a Christian. But today we're going to look at the area of prayer and how persistent prayer is one aspect of a, pers- a life of persistence and a life that perseveres. Now the story I want to tell you before you start is my story of couch to 5k. Now you might look at me and go, Sam has never even tried that. But actually, I did. I really did. And I, I'm going to tell you about how it went for me. Now, couch to 5k doesn't come naturally to me. 
Like, if I'm going to play sport, I want to play a team sport, I want to play rugby or football. But Couch's 5K was very much a put your trainers on, let's go out the door, listen to an app and run. So I remember, for me, what it was like. I got downloaded the app, I got a pair of trainers, and I thought, right, I'm going to start. So I put my shoes on, and that first one, please, that went pretty well. Most of it is walking. Okay, so that first one went really well, and I came back and I was like, this is so good, I've done so, I've done my first day, day two came along, I was like, yep, yeah, went so well yesterday, day two came out, day two was harder than day one, and I thought, that's probably obvious, but I found it much harder than day one, because my body hadn't, I tried to do it the day after, my body hadn't recovered from it. And so, what was there was this, this heart straight away of, oh, do I really have to do it? Do I really have to do it? So I thought, yep. I've told, I made sure I told Lay that I was going to do it. So Lay kept me accountable in it. So day three came along. And I thought, right. So by this time, I started to work out what was wrong. I was holding my phone. Well, this is, there's more than this that was wrong. I was holding my phone. <laughs> and while I was trying to run, holding my phone. And I was getting, like, trying to, I was trying to change music whilst I was running. And everything just kind of went a bit weird. And I was finding it hard. So I thought, do you know what I'd do? I'll buy one of those, do you know those see runners have those arm straps? It looks so cool. Like, yeah, look at me with my arm strap on. I don't have to hold my phone. So I bought one of them. There's probably runners out here who have that. I'm not offending you. You look really good, just not I. So I got one of them, put that on my arm. I thought, right, I've got it. So I kept going, and I kept going, and I kept going. And actually, there was days where I woke up, and it was rubbish. But I did it. And there was days that I woke up and I was excited. And I was like, yep, I can definitely do this. And I went for it. Now, the story isn't a complete success. Because I got to one week left and gave up. <laughs> one week to go. It is. I gave up with a week left. I had three runs left on that little app. And I was like, oh, I've cracked it. <laughs> I don't need it anymore. So I put the app away. And... I'm still running now. No, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not a runner. Um, I put it away and it never came out since. And I want to tell you today that our journey and persistence to prayer, I've been told I've got to stay in these little boundaries, so I'm trying my best. Um, I'm going to tell you this, persistence, this, this journey and persistence prayer is a little bit like my couch to 5K. Is that we're going to see times where it was a way of life because I did it every day or what they recommended. It was a time where I needed to be equipped and there was a time where I gave up and I didn't achieve my goal. But God tells us, don't keep, give up, be constant in prayer. And I'm going to go, go through that today. So a way of life. Um, if we, when we look in the Old Testament and also in Paul's writings, we see that Paul describes a lot characteristics of Christian living. And I was struck by this because when I first got the topic, I just went straight to the pray without ceasing verse and I thought, Oh, do you know what? There's probably some other stuff around, but not loads. And I was struck when I was doing my research again and again and again. Paul talks about, in a, in a way of Christian life, be persistent in prayer. Be constant in prayer. With prayer and petition, essentially give everything to God. Keep praying and praying and praying. So for Paul, in the New Testament, persistent prayer isn't just when life gets hard. As we said, it, it is that sometimes. But persistence in prayer is just an everyday way of life. Constant in prayer doesn't mean constant when life is difficult. It means constant every day, devoting myself to Jesus, talking to him again and again and again. 
And in the Old Testament, we have similar verses that tell us we need to seek God's presence at all time. And, that, and that's talking about spending time with him. And I believe that's in prayer as part of it. So, be regular and constant in our walk of your persistent prayer. Just like I, when I was doing my couch to 5K, I had to go three times a week, try to put more in. Um, that's what we've got to do. That's exactly what I do with, in our walk with Jesus in persistent prayer. We need to go every day to him. But just like my walk, when, of my running pattern, when it was raining, it wasn't that easy. I don't, has anyone been running in the rain? There's some runners out here. I like the runners. I like, yep, that's me. I'm really good at running. I do it in the rain. When in rain, it's tough. I don't know, you're getting wet. And I feel like clothes are getting heavier, so it's harder to run. No, maybe that's just an excuse. But it was like... Oh, this is hard. It's hard even to step out of the door when you look outside and you see the rain coming down. But I, took, I put to you this morning that a walk with Jesus and persistent prayer means we do that no matter the weather. No matter if it's raining outside. No matter if it's hard. No matter if we have a hard situation. God's calling us to step into the throne room of grace and speak to him and spend time with him daily. In persistent prayer. Now, that's very easy to say, but how do we really live that out? How do we really do that? And so I spent some time prepping this, and God gave me five Ps. Okay, now I, if you know me, I don't really like Ps, so that made me laugh a little bit. So God gave me five Ps of a lifestyle of persistent prayer. And the first one is presence. But above anything else that we do is a lifestyle of presence of God's presence with us. I'm going to read you a verse in 1 Thessalonians 5. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And we see in 1 Chronicles as well, 16 verse 11, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually. And I felt a lifestyle of persistent prayer is one where we seek the presence of God. And that's exactly what prayer is. It's going in and saying, God, I love you. God, I want to spend time with you. God, I want to hear you. And sometimes we've heard before we can do that without even uttering a word. Just sitting and being with God. Being with the Father. Asking the Holy Spirit to come and just being in the presence of God. Why I think that's important and why that's a characteristic of a lifestyle persistent prayer is it naturally deepens our relationship with God. So no matter if we're having a good season where it's nice and sunny outside, in my, my running analogy, or it's a bad season where it's rainy and cold or snowy, God, there's a promise to us of life of persistent prayer is the presence of God. There's a promise for us. Another P, but that's not on my list. There's a promise that as we enter into the throne room, as we come and spend time in prayer, God promises he will draw close to us. And he loves us and he loves spending time with us and our relationship deepens with him. That alone should be enough for us to go, yeah, I'm going to live a life of persistent prayer because I want to be brought into a deeper relationship with the Father. But also, if, if, um, if you're having a, a snowy season, a rainy season, it's a chance for us to give, us, give him your burdens. When we're in the presence of God, he... He says in his word, give me your burdens. Put them on me, I'll carry them for you. And we're in the presence of him through prayer. It's so much easier to go, God, here they are. Um, I, notice I said it's so much easy, easier. It's not always easy, but when you're in the presence of God, it's easier. 
We were listening to myself and Lay sent me, well, Lay sent me a preach and we listened to it from um, Naturally Supernatural, which is a conference, a soul survivor. And they were talking about giving your burdens to, to God, which was quite helpful for me because I'd put this as a little point. And they were talking, the, the phrase they said is that God delights when we give him, your, give him our burdens. It's not like, this is what I went off on tangent with, it's not like, I don't know, if you've ever been shopping and if you're like me, I try, I try and carry every single bag in in one go so I don't have to keep going back and forwards to the car. It's, I, come, I kind of felt God was saying like this to me. It's like, it's like I give him one shopping bag and he takes it in. But my mindset can be that when I give him all my shopping bags, I feel like God's like, like walking around like this. But that's not what he's saying at all because I try and carry him in and I try and be the big strong man and then a bag might split or by the time I get inside, I'm tired. God isn't like that at all. When we give him our burdens, he's just like, yep, I've got them. Yep, I've taken them from you. Yep, you can trust me to carry them. I'm not going to fail you on them. It's like the total opposite of me carrying the shopping bags is God. It's like, yeah, just give them all to me. I'm your good father. Trust me. A life of persistent prayer is one of presence. One where we get deeper in relationship with him and we're able to give him our burdens and he carries them for us. The second P is patience. Um, I believe God really led me to this one. A life of persistent prayer is a life of patience. And when I say patience, I mean time of just waiting. Simply waiting on God. We've had some great words this morning already. And sometimes we hear a promise or we hear something from God and it doesn't come straight away. We need to wait on God. His timing is perfect. In fact, in Psalm 27, 14, it says this, Wait for the Lord, be strong and keep your heart... Um, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And in Romans 12, verse 12, it says, Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. I, say, I know I said this in my last preach a few weeks ago, that in a world of busyness, waiting is difficult. Waiting isn't always easy. We've got a world where everything is instant. I want to buy something, I'm going to order it on Amazon, it comes the next day. In a world of busyness and a world that is instant, God is calling us to be patient and to wait. Wait on him. Wait on his word. Just wait. And it's an amazing thing that it says in that psalm verse, be strong. We can draw strength whilst we're waiting. In fact, we sang a song today, didn't we? Strength will rise when we wait upon the Lord. As we wait... We draw strength. That constant prayer is a way of us drawing strength when we're patient and wait on God. The next P is petition. Now, you probably know what verse I'm going to use. Um, It's in Philippians 4. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transforms all understanding, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Petition. Requesting. It's okay to request. It's okay to ask. A life of constant prayer is one where we can ask God. We can request things of God. When, we, um, when I was preparing, I feel God really say to me this phrase. Church. I give you permission to ask. Church, I give you permission to ask. I felt there was people here today who feel 
begrudgingly about asking God about things in her life. And God says, that's not a godly mindset. He says, I give you permission, come and ask me. It's okay to ask. And as, um, I don't know if you've been reading the Apprentice to Jesus book recently. I know we've been, we've been doing it. And there's a, um, there was one that talked about those bracelets, push. Remember read that day? Um, who remembers those like, bracelets? What will Jesus do? Push, pray until something happens. And I, and I felt God was talking about that kind of thing to me anyway. And that, that's our mindset of constant, um, constant prayer, uh, a way of lifestyle, and being petitioning, saying, I'm going to pray until something happens. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep going back to the Father and saying, God, please do this. I need help with this. Please, please, please. And we're going to look at later on in one of our other pieces, perspective, about how when we do that, our perspective changes on things. It might not always be our situation changes, but our perspective changes. So we're going to keep going back. We're going to keep going back. And I wanted to reassure people here. I wasn't sure if I was going to say this, but I feel God's bit in my heart right now. That sometimes we pray, and we don't always get the result we want. But we can trust in God's goodness and his faithfulness. We can trust in who he is. It's not a, a question of, I didn't pray hard enough. It's not a question of, my faith is so small, I didn't do it. It says in his word, faith is small, but must the sea can move a mountain. So if I've got any faith at all, I can move a mountain and say, be gone into the sea. And I wanted to say today, our mindset shouldn't be of one of, what did I do wrong? It's one of trust in God the Father. One in trust in his words. Trust in his goodness and know that we live in a fallen world, but we can totally trust him. We totally can. We love him. We can pray and pray and pray, and he asks us to keep coming back to the Father. Keep coming back to him in prayer. But if something doesn't change in terms of the situation, don't blame yourself. That's not true. That's not true. The next P is prepared. We need to be prepared. So I don't know, I've missed a couple of my links in, but let's get back to my story of Couch to 5K. As I said, I went and bought one of those arm wristband things. I got the trainers. I got, I got what are they called? ASICs, whatever they are. Because I thought I was told they were like the best trainers for a running trainers. So I found a good deal on one and I put them on and made me feel pretty good. It's like, yeah, I can run in these. They're well comfy. And so I put them on. Had my own thing. I got. I down, obviously, I downloaded the Couch to 5K app, and I felt prepared for my running. I felt like I was ready to go. As I said, I'd already told Lay about it, so I had a sense of accountability as well. And what we had was I was prepared to run. And I think what we see in some of these passages we've read today already, there's an element of us being prepared. Things like a mindset. We need to prepare our minds. So we see again and again there needs to be a mindset of thankfulness and joy. When we read about persistent prayer in the Bible, there seems to be this link between persistent prayer and rejoicing and thankfulness. That seems to be a common theme in Paul's writings. When he talks about being constant in prayer, just before it says, rejoice always. There's this link between our prayer life and an attitude of joy and thankfulness. So I put to you today... That we need to be a people that are prepared, but prepared with a mindset. A mindset of joy and thankfulness. That we come to God in our prayer life already going, my life's hard, yeah. But God, you are great. God, you have saved me. 
God, you are the king of heaven and earth. You are the creator. There is no, no one greater than you. No one has more power than you. Even little things like, God, thank you that I had a meal last night. Thank you that I've got heating to turn on. Thank you that I'm allowed to be a Christian without fear of persecution from, from the government. Just things that we all have things we are thankful for. And when we come into that throne room and we are prepared with an attitude and a mindset of thankfulness and joy, I think it releases something. So I'm putting you to you today. When next time you're in, your, hopefully every day, you're in constant prayer, come with that attitude of joy and thankfulness. But joy isn't always easy, is it? Sometimes we have to tell our soul, be joyful. Come on, let's come on, let's go, let's go. God is great because sometimes we can feel down. And I believe there's a part, of, I think it's a biblical principle, that we have to tell our soul to be joyful, to call out the good things of God. And I think when we do that, and we call out joy, Sometimes our troubles don't change, but I said this before, our perspective on our troubles change. We divert our minds from the problem to God, to his blessings, and then we come into that place saying, God, I love you. God, I trust you. God, please, please help me with whatever situation it is, but I've already declared the goodness of God. I've told myself the goodness of God. Just like Adrian, when he's preached, talks about um, saying the words of the Bible, effectively the words of God back to God. We can do that even in this. We can, we can declare back to God, you are faithful. We can read that in his word. You are loving. And we can declare that. So a place of constant prayer is the one where we're prepared with a mindset of joyfulness and thankfulness of who he is and what he's done for us. But I also think there's an element of practical equipping in this as well, in preparation. Just like I said, I had my wrist, my armband, my trainers, and my app. I feel like there's a practical element. Just like we had, um, I had Lay kept me accountable. These letters that are written by Paul aren't lit- written to individuals. It's not like um, Paul's gone, uh, dear Simon, uh, be joyful always, rejoicing hope, uh, be constant in prayer. No, the the the. The, word, the letters are written to the church. It's a plurality in when he's writing. Yes, we take it as an individual principle, but we also need to take it as a, as a plural. So when we're reading those words, we know that we can have accountability with our brother and sister in the church. We know that Paul is saying, be constant in prayer as a church. Be constant in prayer. And just like Lay held me accountable, the body can hold me accountable by saying, how's your life going? How are you, how's your prayer life going? Are you praying with God all the time? And not in a condemning way, but in a, I want to encourage you into a deeper relationship with the Father by checking how your prayer life's going. By checking how you're persevering with your walk with God. The body works like that. And we have things here like huddles. And we have things here like connect groups. And if you want to find out more about them, please come and talk to us because that's a great way of people coming together to encourage people to keep going in their walk with God. Then there's like my trainers. This is a, I, I like this one, you might not. It says the word is a lamp unto my feet. And so for some reason I thought of the trainers. And the word itself, the word of God, will help us in this being prepared into, into our constant life of prayer. I won't go too much into that because I said Adrian's already talked about that. But when we know the word of God, we walk into the throne room, into relationship, into a deeper one going, I know who he is. I can share the word. We have a deeper understanding and a love of God by spending time in his word. 
Next one is uh, perspective. So we're coming towards the end because I want to spend some time in response as well. So perspective. I think this is a pretty important P when it comes to our walk and our perseverance in prayer. Where is our focus? What is our hope? In all of this, it's, you could look at it and go, oh yeah, Sam said we need to do X, Y, or Z, and it will help us in our walk in prayer, and we'll persevere, and it will help. But this one, I think, comes alive in the spirit. When we go, I'm going to be, my perspective, as I said before, is going to change from my focus on my problem, but my focus on my king. When I was doing my couch to 5K, my hope was three things. To lose weight was my first one. I thought, I need to lose some weight. I've been told running's good for that. So my hope was in losing weight. My second one was in my fitness. I thought, it'd be good to get fitter. So running also helps with that. So not only am I going to lose weight, I'm going to be fitter as a person. I'll be able to do more and things like that. And my last one, I used to play rugby. My last one would be, I'll be a better rugby player. I'll be able to get from ruck to ruck and I'll be, be able to run more, I'll be able to make harder tackles, I'll be able to, I'll be like, yes, I'm a, I'm a great rugby player because, oh, all because of this couch to 5k, all because it's going to help me. And you know what? It's, I think there was a change in me. Hopefully Lay can testify to this. When I was playing rugby, I did. I got to ruck to ruck quicker because I'd prepared my body. I spent time um, getting ready for it. I spent time, consistency, a way of life, and it came to a match, and I was ready. There was a transformation in me that you could see on the, on the rugby pitch. And I want to put to you today, when we change our perspective and we get all these things in line, there's a transformation that takes place in us. There's a transformation that takes place where we change because we spent time in his presence. We change because we waited on him patiently. We change because we were prepared. We change because we asked and he spoke back to us. We change because our perspective changed. And I think that's so important for us today. We need to be a people that changes our perspective onto from the problem to the king. And we'll see things change. Now those things I said, I put down here, we will change was my first one. Whether our situation changes in a second, we'll look at that in a second, but we will definitely change the more time we spend with God. There's got to be. When we spend time with the Father, when we spend time in constant prayer, we really change. And change for the better. We change, as he says, we become more like, like Christ every day. When we spend time with him. Now I say this, and this idea of constant prayer, saying I've not cracked it myself. I don't want you to be sitting there thinking, Sam's saying all this, and he must spend every moment of every day in prayer. He doesn't do any work. He just sits in his office going, God, help me with this. God, let me come into your presence. No, I haven't cracked it. I haven't cracked it. And that's not even what I'm saying it looks like. What I'm saying is there's a biblical principle that we should be constantly in prayer. And what I'm saying is, when I look at my own life, it was a challenge to me. And once more, I needed this perspective change of transformation to draw me into a place of going, I need to spend more time with my king. And I hope today that as we speak on this today, you will come away from this place saying, I need to spend more time with my king. I need to spend more time with my father. 
I need to spend more time in prayer. Because I want to see myself change. I want to see my situations change. So transformation is one thing. We also hear in the, um, this is actually another P, but not on the five. Um, We actually read in the verses of peace. When we change our perspective and we spend time in constant prayer, it says the peace of God, which passes understanding, is given to us. I don't know about you, but if I'm having one of those rainy days where time is a hard season in my life, I need the peace of God. I need it. I need it. I can't cope without it. There's times when I feel like I haven't had it and I feel like I'm full of anxiety and worry. And then, I don't know about you, but then sometimes we can turn to God in prayer and we get this weird peace that goes from the situation was really tough, but I trust God entirely. And that is his peace that comes over us, that goes beyond our situation. And it's amazing that in that verse that I read earlier on, the peace guards two things, our hearts and our minds. If there's two things that I wish peace could guard, it would be those two. So thankfully God wrote that in his word, was that he guards our hearts, my, I kind of look at as my emotions, my feelings, and my minds, my thoughts, and my worries. God says the peace will guard your heart and your mind. So when we turn our perspective from the problem to the king, peace comes in. The peace of God. And finally, when our perspective comes, comes in and changes, I think it's easier to hope in the breakthrough. And that's what we're going to do in a minute. We're going to hope in the breakthrough. We're going to pray in some areas. But when we, our perspective changes to the king, we suddenly realize who he is. We suddenly look away from the problem And we look at the person, look at God, who has all power and authority. We look at God, who created the heavens and the earth. We look at God, who is loving and has unconditional love for us. We look at God, who is the good, good father, who loves to give us good gifts. We look at God, who is faithful, faithful to the end. We look at God, and we see him for who he is. And when I do that, I hope it's the same with you. My heart and my mind is passionate for the breakthrough. And as I said, we're going to respond to this in a second. Because I believe today that God is wanting to raise hope in people. I believe God is wanting people to change their perspective from the problem to the king. The words we've had, like clinging on, I think they're so, so good. They're so right. And I, and I feel like it fed into this, that... We need to cling on to Jesus and our perspective on it changes. Our perspective on the problem changes because we're looking at him. We're looking at him and saying, I know who you are and I know you love me. And when I was praying about this, I thought um, there's, there's a couple of areas. You, if, any, if God's spoken to you in any way, we'd love you to respond. But there's a couple of areas I feel God really put on my heart for people today. And the first one was, um, just like I gave up with a week to go, and it was rubbish for me, I feel like people here have given up. They pray for something again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and nothing changed. 
situation didn't change. I feel like God doesn't want you to be like me who gave up on five to um, catch the 5K. He doesn't want you to give up on him. He is a faithful God who if he says he's going to do it, he will do it. We can trust in his word and the Bible that have so many good promises. And one of those things I put down was um, restoring of family relationships. When I was praying about this, I really felt there was people here that had pleaded to God. I, I don't know if this, um, I feel this is right, especially for sons. I feel like there was, a, um, there was people here that have prayed, prayed and prayed again for a, a, a relationship restoring with sons in this area. And I think it's also linked to salvation of children, that you've prayed and prayed and prayed again that your child will, will give their life to God and you just feel like that hasn't happened. I really feel like God's asking you, and, you, and you've gone, okay, I give up. God's not here to condemn you on that feeling. God's not here to condemn you on giving up. He's saying, come back to me again now, and let's pray again. As a family, let's talk to our king and saying, God, I really want my son to become a Christian. I really want my daughter to become a Christian. So that was the first one, restoring the family relationships. Um, I felt there's people here who've had uh, long-term illnesses as well. Um, that God really wants you, wants uh, that it's been going on for such a long time that you've kind of your prayer life in it hasn't been so persistent. Um, which is once more, God does not want to condemn you in that at all. I want to make that so clear. God's not condemning you in this moment. He's drawn you back into the presence and saying, "Let's start that. Let's start talking to me again. Let's journey with me again." So we'd love to pray for you for that. So if it's like I've especially felt like it was a long-term illness in this area. Um, the last one I had as well is people who just grew, grew tired of their prayer life. Grew tired of spending time with the king. Lost focus, lost perspective on him. And he's inviting you back into that today as well. He's saying, come back in. Spend time with me. I don't grow weary, he says. I want to give you my strength. So you can keep coming back into relationship with him. Keep coming into presence in constant prayer. So those three were yeah, the healing, the family restoring of family relationships, that salvation, and those who grew tired in, uh, in prayer life. So if that's you, um, I, I, I'm a bit of an active person. I say that, I didn't, I didn't complete 5K, but catch 5K. But I'm quite an active person. I, like, I think sometimes we need a physical response to something. And today I feel it's one of those days. So if you're one of those people, um, we're going to sing a song in a minute. In fact, if the band could come up now, that would be great. I'd love you, as, as the band come up, if, I'd love you to be bold. I'd love you to be bold and bring yourself to the front. There's a prayer team. We'd love to pray for you. So if, that is, if any of those areas have spoken to you or there's something else God has spoken to you this morning, we would love to invite you up now so we can pray with you, so we can help you, just like the letters are written to the body of Christ, that we can help you come back into the throne room of grace, into the presence. So if that's you, I'm going to invite you to come up now. I know the band are going to start playing. Um, I really feel God put these on my heart, so I'm happy to be wrong, because we don't always hear so clearly from God sometimes, but I really felt, especially some of these areas, God's inviting you to come and respond now. So that's you, please make your way to the front, that'd be amazing, I just want to pray with you. If not, it's okay, let's, let's all stand together, it's going to worship, so if that's you, keep coming to the front, that'd be great.